I mean, I wouldn't want to disrespect the Rangers, but it's a it's a bigger job. What is to be the Bournemouth manager? Welcome to Talking Pinpot, the podcast your man could score on. What about this? Did he? My players were absolutely shattered out there. I mean, uh, I had a ding dong with. Enjoyed that ding dong when you were well on track, and then. We want people to stay at home to stop the spread of coronavirus. What happened there was... Welcome back, listeners, to the show. I am Josh. I am here with Jordan Allison back once again for the Renegade Master. Hello, how's it going? And I'm back with Cameron Gilmore, back once again from the cross-training abs blaster. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. How are we doing, gentlemen? <laughs> Very good, aye. Aye, it's been a, de- been a decent week of football. Aye. And you've, you've got the old uh, red card uh, thing in the background. That's, uh, I think, the idea is the background's supposed to just fill your screen. All we've got is the D. Aye, I know. I'm just a, a big red D at the moment. Um, speaking of red cards, uh, a lot of them at the weekend. Referees had a bit of a howler at the weekend. Uh, we will come. At, we will go into that. Jim Goodwin been given a new three-year deal at St Mirren, and there's more COVID breaches at Rangers. Miraculously, after last, after earlier in the season with Jordan Jones in, um, what's his name, George Edmondson. Uh, but more to come on the show, guys. Let's delve into the big news stories from this week with SPFL matters. Right, referees had a bit of a howler at the weekend. Numerous incidents. Um, the one that springs to mind for me, Leon Balagon, should have been a penalty on... Uh, for, for, should have been a penalty for Kelly. Cammy, there was the Dundee United one. Yes, uh, Pollock's challenge, I think. Yeah, Pollock. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can see... I've just watched it literally about 50 seconds ago. I can see why it's given, but just with the replay, there's a question over contact, and Paul, it clearly, it clearly doesn't mean it. I think that's clear. But it's so obvious. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. he's, he's actually, it's almost as if he's tried to pull out, but it's, I don't know. I think in terms of the contact, I'm on the fence with that one. It's, I wouldn't have said it was a red card, but... There's, there's, for me, there's the rules, right? And it's, if you put it in black and white, you can argue it, but we're not, we're not here to argue it. I, I think... If it's, a, if it's a contact sport, it's a fast-paced sport, as it is in Scotland, the guy's no hurt either. It's not yeah, like, that's you, the thing. Yeah. like screaming in pain that all the players are reacting and the refs went to that decision. The refs just seen a tackle mm. and him off. There was O'Donnell as well, by exactly. the way. Remember. Yes, O'Donnell, yeah. O'Donnell as well. Um, I, I, pro, that probably let it a lot was a red card. But, but you know, yeah, speak, speaking to the broader point here, um, because we're not going to dwell too much on the incidents themselves over the weekend. There's been a lot of controversy about refereeing in Scotland recently. Stephen Gerrard coming out saying, you know, we're re-refereeing games. Um, players like Roof, Morelos, what was the Celtic one again? Um, Ayeti. Um, Ayeti and Taylor, yeah. I think, were two separate ones. Yeah. Um, you know, guys going to this independent panel of three referees, you know. Um, for me... For me, I've always been of the mind that you, you put a referee out and you, you win some, he misses some and he gets some right and he gives some when they aren't and it's, it evens out over the course of a season. It always does and it always feels 
like when your team's been hard done by by the referee making an honest mistake like it is the end of the world and your season has been ruined because of that I, I don't I don't remember. I, I think I can genuinely count on one hand the amount of times in history where a refereeing decision has majorly, majorly affected um either um a, a team winning a title, a team getting relegated, or a serious kind of you know, a, a major kind of cup or the one that comes to comes to mind with me is Italy 2008 with the exactly. referee. That's the one that comes to mind. And that was their that was their Scottish referee. Yeah, yeah the, the other one that comes to me uh, to mind with me is the the Super Cali Go Ballistic Celtic are atrocious one uh, from a couple of seasons back, coming the cup, and and that it probably stopped Celtic from winning the cup that year. Mm-hmm. Um, what you th- Cammy, Can you remember any other major oh, ones? Yeah. Oh, you've, you've come to the right them. person. Um, so I'd go for a 2012 Scottish League Cup semi-final where there was a fill of the build-up for the goal in the 110th minute, that was. And right. funnily enough, the same... Who, who were the teams involved in that match? Uh, it was Kumala Kadir United. Right. And the second one um, would be when Ayr were relegated with nine men against Airdrie and there was two penalties given to Airdrie. And that was to relegate area rated that season, and the referee was the same for both matches. Right, okay, but you're still count- you're still on one hand here. Well, Who's the referee, Cammy? Oh, okay. you can go and search him yourself. You know who he is. I've mentioned him before. <laughs> and then last week, I mean, area rated might have won the championship, but um, then Hearts got a penalty for a knee to the hand. So uh, that was the well, same. I think, Cammy, the, the thing is, though, right? No, the thing is with that rule is that. When the ball strikes the hand at all now, they're supposed to give a pen. Is that the rules? It knows that if it hits a different part of the body first before it goes onto the hand, that it's As not... far as I'm aware, as far as I'm aware, if there's ball-to-hand contact, they're mm-hmm. to give a pen. So, mm, no. That's, that's, that's not my interpretation of the rule. Well, we'll, uh, need, to check, we'll need to check it with IFAB. Uh, but, well, it's me and Billy Dodds versus you and... Uh, Mr. McLean at the moment, so we can we can agree to this. You're trying to start a QAnon branch in Scotland, <laughs> dedicated to out with Stephen McLean as a, a lizard person. That's <laughs> not a lizard person. To get United. I'll just say out of all the referees, by the way, the referees this weekend, he probably had one of the best performances at St John's Celtic. But again, you know why that is. <laughs> um, right, Jordan. Let me know that. There's obviously been a lot of kind of talk about the idea of bringing in VAR into our game, right? And the fact that Scottish referees not up to... Should Scottish referees go full-time? Should they stay part-time? Should we get VAR, uh, robo-refereeing, uh, into our game? Let me hit you with some stats here, right? Red cards in the SPFL... Uh, and sorry, in the top flight. This is in the top flight, right? Premiership. Red cards this season, 33 Yellow cards, 465, right? Mm-hmm. Last season, 38, 574. Season before that, 1819, that was the last full season. Mm-hmm. 41, 674, right? 1718, mm-hmm. 42, 696, right? Now here, what about this, right? In the English Premier League, right? The closest top flight league to us geographically, right? This is why I've used them, right? This season, 31 red cards, 
686 yellows. Last season, 45 and 1,256. Right? 47, the season before, 47, 1202. And the season before that, still 1718, 39 and 1145. Right? Now, the reason I'm articulating that, right, is for this reason, right? The red cards are comparable. Right, and they've had VAR for how many seasons, Cammy? In England, um, I think it's three. This is the third yeah, season, I think. Okay, so we're going back four seasons here. So the red cards were comparable even when England didn't have VAR. Right, they have VAR now. Right, now, he, what about this? Right, this season, penalties given, top flight Scotland, mm-hmm. fifty nine. Right, season before. 44, and I'm going to keep going back to seasons here, 68, 54, 62, right? Now, that's the last five seasons in the top flight of Scotland, right? Top flight in England, past five seasons, 83, 92, 103, 80, 83, right? Now, Cammy, you're saying... No, they've got. You're saying they've got VAR, right? In England, three yep. seasons ago, the season that VAR came in, right? The first season was, I think, historically a sharp bullseye. Yes, there was a hundred and three penalties given yep. compared to our sixty-eight, an increase of twenty-three on the previous year, where years before that had always mm. been roughly comparable, right? Last season, the curtailed season, ninety-two in the English Premier League, forty-four in ours. This season so far, eighty-three in the Premier League. 59 in the Premiership, right? Mm-hmm. You're seeing comparable red cards uh, and, and red card offences between our two leagues. But the VAR is resulting in a lot more penalties. In my in my opinion, I don't have the breakdown of how many were VAR and how many were mm-hmm. run a play, right? Uh, you're seeing comparably a lot more penalties given, right? Does that then mean, Cammy, right, mm-hmm. that they are get the VAR in England mm. is resulting in better decisions being made for penalties, but not um, but, but not red cards. There's VAR. I mean, I, I don't watch as much English football as I used to, but what I've seen of it, they're still trying to flesh it out a lot of the time. I think it's got better actually. The statistics you've given there prove that it's not quite as farcical now, but. The, the, the thing is, there's a lot of decisions to be given in England for things that aren't subjectively penalties, maybe by the letter of the law they are. Like, if somebody's what, a third of an inch of their foot's hit somebody's heel and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see it in real time, you need to say, nah, it's not a penalty. So I don't know. It, it, it doesn't... There probably is a better degree of accuracy in it because you're not leaving it down to human error. But at the same time, it's, it's you, you sacrifice a lot of enjoyment in the game. And that's not really worth, you know, exactly. getting yeah, you marginally do, do. better decision making. And by the way, by the way, I've got to, I've got to highlight, Cammy. What about these yellow card stats, right? <laughs> Last full season, right, eighteen nineteen, six hundred and seventy four yellow cards given in our game, one thousand two hundred and two given in the English Premier League. That's, that's <laughs> just, just, just to see, just to see we have stats. The one thing I notice is I know that. I mean, it's right in what we're seeing through them, but remind you that obviously there's more games in the English Premier League than there's in the Scottish Listen, Premier League, so it should be higher. 
So there's uh, your 38 rounds of 10 rather than 38 rounds of 6. So that's there's a lot more games as well. But it doesn't matter. I mean, the, the, the fluctuations between their own leagues. No, but surely, surely, surely there would be 38 games is 38 games a piece, a season. Well, between more teams, though, it's 20 teams compared to 12. We are getting into maths that is... Uh, <laughs> um, look, I mean, what, I was, what I'm saying is it's always going to be higher, but I mean, the fact is double is, you know, showing you that VR is having a definite impact. Yeah, uh, okay. But I don't know how... I, I need, I'm going to need somebody to explain this maths to me because... Can you explain that maths to me, Jordan? No. How, 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 is yeah. that, how is each team playing 38 games, but they're all, they're all playing more games? <laughs> I know. You Jordan, explain that. What? If, what I'm, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm Bristol Rovers and I'm playing 38 games, and St Mern up the road is playing 38 games, then they're playing, they're playing 38 games, can't they? Jordan, right. Let me explain this to you both. There are 12 teams in the Scottish Premiership and there yeah. are 20 teams in the English Premier League. They only play each other twice. But it's still 38 games. Anyway. Right, so, <laughs> let's still stay on this. Let's still stay on this. Let's uh, put our expertise elsewhere. But no, it just yeah, yeah. Makes, yeah, obviously it has an increase. Whether or not it's a massive increase, it has an increase in the amount of penalties, as George showed there, but it has an, a negative effect as well on the enjoyment. Camille, like what you said, imagine us at the pub when we finally get to go back to the pub. Oh, did you mm. see that decision? And then you're like, oh, Stephen McLean at it again. We're like, oh, no, it was a penalty. Imagine it was VAR. We'd be like, yes, it was a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. John, see, the thing is, right, the VAR, it hasn't, it hasn't actually... Uh, ended debate, right? Because people still complain about it. And people, you know, pe- there was that offside given a couple of weeks ago, Cammy. I, I only know mm-hmm. about it because I've seen it on social media, right? And and it was like, I don't know, it was like an inch of his shoulder or something like that. that oh, was offside. But that's that just that generates, you know, that still generates the same debate. We were saying, you know, before we came before we came on air, it evens out over a season, right? You get you get um your team gets your team gets away with some, right? And your team gets shafted with some. It does even out, and the referees they make honest mistakes. It's so hard. It must be so fucking hard to be a referee. Okay. How mm-hmm. see when you watch a game live, right? And there's a foul, and you've got a bird's eye view of the game. There's a foul. How quickly would you be able to call that on one view? I know, I know, I know. No, almost it, impossible. It is hard. I mean, you got to remember the view they gave. It's worse than ever's. A, a lot of the time, a lot you know, of the time, man. We get replays straight after it and all that. They just get one look and then that's you know you make your call at the time. But I'm still and, and I'm still think, over the figures there for the leagues and I'm I'm certain I'm right here. I've just I've run through them a couple of times. We'll leave it up to our listeners to right. So what? Oh, hold on. Ask the listeners what's bigger number hold twenty on. times oh, no, thirty Jordan, or twelve times thirty. He might be right. right. No, it's, no, no, Jordan, right. Jordan, he's got his right. He's got his right. What's th- right? 38 times 12. Right? And oh, there's been games. There's been actual games. What? Aye, it's not about Bristol City. Aye. Yeah, Bristol Rovers are not a day with it. Because you've mentioned that, I'm, start, I'm doubting myself. I'm going, what? Am I right? And they're right. No, it's right. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh dear. Oh dear, 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 dear. Let's start to this point. Don't worry, Josh was on BBC debate night the other night. That's a level intellect we're up against. That's what I said to him, the guy that was on the show. He was trying to say... He was trying to say that there was only 30 games played this season. I was talking to me. Yeah, so VAR, I'm not in favour of it being introduced in Scotland. I think the, the debate's still there. It evens out over a season and it keeps things... And Do you know, and the players see that, see like, the thing that it takes away is when goals are scored in... When goals are scored and, and you know, they're called back for VAR and everybody's like, oh, what's happening? It's like a fucking game of rugby. Do you know what I mean? I we've not even mentioned that part. It just takes the celebration of a goal away. It does. That's yeah. the, the best thing about football. I think there's a different conversation we had. If they get VAR to a point where the decisions are considerably more accurate, the process is faster at some point of our conversation for the future. But at the moment, I mean, you see, you, you can see it in English. TV and it's it's not what you want at all. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that that uh, games thirty eight games thing is going to be the stupidest thing we've ever come up with in this podcast. Honestly, I think that is. Hang, uh, uh, honestly, it must be the stupidest thing we've ever said. You were so certain. That's was you're that certain that was. I was really starting to doubt myself. I was like, oh, I get that wrong here. I mean, best <laughs> I don't, don't lump it on me, by the way, Mister Alistair <laughs> was fucking funly, wasn't he? <laughs> I was just going along with the host. Aye, no, no, no. It's, we, 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 Josh, Josh would give me all these statistics he made up, and then I've got John saying, hey, Bristol Rovers. Something about Bristol Rovers, as if that changes the maths of the situation. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, we, better, we better move on. <laughs> yes, let's move on, guys. Uh, actual final note, right? Final note, guys, right? A, are the refs doing a good job? B, should they go to full time? And C, should they uh, should we get VAR right? I am yes. No, yes, and yes, I'm three yeses. Jordan. Yeah, uh, yes to they're doing a good job. Yes to full time. Why not? Although some of them are like lawyers, I don't know. Um, One of them's so- an MP, famously. Oh, yeah, yeah, him and all. Uh, and what was the one? Uh, what was the last one about VAR? Yeah. VAR. I don't know. I don't want VAR. Yeah, Cammy. Uh, are they doing a good job in general? Yes, but it's in general. There is a, there is still far too many mistakes, and that's not just because we don't have VAR. There's just too many mistakes in general. Uh, Full time referees absolutely agree with it, but. Is it practical? I don't, I've just got a feeling I can't see the SFA doing out that no. kind of money no. at the moment. Um, you know, Salaries, if they, for God's sake. Exactly. I will think if they could manage it, it would be a big improvement. I think that sorts out point A. Uh, as for VR, nah. Nah, not, not, like, not in its current form, at least. Um, and, uh, but I'll no thingy, I'll no thingy, uh, go to, I'll not go too much into this, by the way, right? But, um, I don't. I don't think referees. I don't think referees' salaries would be. I don't know. Well, how much is it they get? Is it like a grand? Is it over a grand to get for a match? Isn't it? I, I think they're quite happy with what they get. You know, I think it is that, Josh. Right? Yeah, so times that by thirty-eight. Times yeah. that by thirty-eight is thirty-eight grand a year. So I mean, that's a decent salary. And mm. anyway, right. Um, 
Okay, guys, let's move on. Um, big news coming out of St. Mum, Buddy Park, Love Street, New Marin Park. What's it called now? The Smysa Stadium. Smysa, the 2021 Smysa Stadium. <laughs> uh, no, but no, but I mean the Smysas. Uh, what's that? Saint Mirren supporters. Is it supporters club. Is supporter thing, aye. Well, the supporters club will be jumping for joy, guys, because Jim Goodwin has signed a new deal lasting until 2024. Uh, it's a three-year deal, and this takes him to be Saint Mirren's highest-paid manager ever. Mm. Um, which sounds amazing, but when you think of St. Mirren and the past, you know, managers that have had in the past, you think, well, it's yeah, no, be a mind blown figure, yeah, they're, yeah, no, be a mind blown figure, but they're, they're ambitious, they're very ambitious. St. Mirren, um, start of the season, Tony Fitzpatrick chairman said, We will be in the top six, make no mistake. Um, if you go back and look at the full quote, quote he wasn't referring to this season, but. Um, he did say that quote. Cammy, you said, um, um, you know, I mean, need to go back a few pods ago, it must have been about five or six weeks ago, you said that St. Mum were a shoe in to finish in the top six. You still believe that? They're sitting in seventh. Um, yes. Um, I don't know if they're shoe in anymore. I think what's happened to Livingston recently has probably cast some doubt in it. St. Johnson have improved as well, and the United have started playing a back four. So, it doesn't look as comfortable as when I said it before. I still fancy them. I still think they're a good bit more Cammy, Cammy, two, two games in hand over Dundee yeah. United, who are only a point ahead. Exactly. No, they're well placed to do it. Um, so I, I still think they'll manage it, but I don't think it's quite a shoe in. Although, from what I've seen the last couple of weeks, Livy might start to slip, but they've already built quite a stru- an unassailable points total. So I don't know if that'll be enough for them, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I hope so. I did also say they'd win the Scottish Cup, but the Scottish Cup, the the League Cup. But um, I take that back because it was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cammy, you know you're saying that um, they've got six games remaining before the split, right? Uh, and I thought, right, six games—that's that's quite a bit. But I looked at the fixtures: Hamilton home, Levy home, Motherwell home, Ross County home, Rangers away. Hamilton away. That's that's not bad. That's, very, that's a very good run of fixtures. A lot of home games. Four, a lot of home games. Um, all round about them. Not the old firm. Not Hibs. Not Aberdeen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've got Rangers away, so they can they can basically take nothing from that. Um, Jordan, what are you thinking about top six for Saint Man? Can Jim Goodwin um, take this kind of good run of form and this this team that he's assembled and take them into the top six for the first time in twenty years? Injury three and Obika firing, then I. Um, they've had problems keeping that full squad together, but I think they've got it now. Um, I back him to do it though, because he's the players want to play for him, and the players he's brought in, the players were already there. Um, I, I just love that he's a real club legend there. He's a cup winner there. Um, apparently, it takes a lot to do with the, the youth as well with the training ground and um, involves them in the, the, the team. He's just, he's one of the guys that you can imagine if you're in all of them, if you're a St. Mum fan. So, um, brilliant business for the club because he'll be, he'll be being looked at by English clubs and not just because he's extremely good looking. Um, it's because he's he's got a bit of managerial ability. A bit of oh, they'll be, sniff, they'll be sniffing about, definitely. You, you, you'll, you'll be able to, 
you know, what, what kind of metaphor we go, do you know that way that kind of bumps, um, bumps um, they'll be, you know, just kind of circling around um, St. Mum, definitely. Um, and, you know, John, you're saying about the players he's brought in there. Um, for me, I think, having a look at this, um, I think that's got to be one of Jim Goodwin's biggest successes is his recruitment has been absolutely fantastic. Mm. Um no, it was interesting. The first window they come in in the 2019, um, so last season's summer window. Um, it, the players that he brought in, there were a lot of a lot of duffers. Um, Junior <laughs> Marais, Jorkaev, Jor, Jor, uh, Tony Andrew. You could argue that um, Foley was uh, was a failure, although he's went on to Motherwell. Did play a bit for them, but he's went on. Uh, Ross Wallace. Yeah, that's another mm-hmm. one. But let me remind you off. There was a few successes, right? Dormus Obika. Um, but let let me just I'll remind you off some of the names that he's brought. He's brought in. You know, bear in mind, Jim Goodwin brought in all of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. So Ilke Dormus, um, John Obika, Kyle McAllister, um, McCarthy, McGrath, Tate, Almick, mm-hmm. um, Shognessy, Marcus Fraser, Dylan Connolly. Lee Irwin, Jake Doyle Hayes, Eamon Brophy. Brophy, admittedly, still yet to be seen, you know. Uh, um, and, and he's also brought in, there was I had a couple of question marks about the boy Dennis, uh, he brought in from somewhere down south, Cameo, you know. Um, and there's another boy, that, a guy that he's brought in, um, a German player who's basically had bench time um, since the winter transfer window. His recruitment's been second to none, Cami, hasn't it? Well, I've seen you know, you're saying with Chris and Dennis. I think Christian Dennis has actually been quite a good signing. See, when he, yeah. when he plays, makes him look a bit more threatening up front. And actually, he's been injured the last couple of games, so they've missed him. I mean, Abika is a goal machine if you can get him enough chances. But the problem they've got is they've don't. They've got, Kyle McAllister's a big player for them, big creative player, but there's not a lot a bound of creativity there. So you need someone with a bit more pace. And I think Dennis, for me, looks as if he's. A, a, he, he was a kind of masterstroke. He was a trigger behind, you know, the, the run of form they were on up until recently. Um, it has been a big help to that. The guys in midfield, Doyle Hayes and Erehorn, I mean, they're, they're fantastic. I think they're just going to get better and better yeah. in that position. And, yeah, it's recruitment overall. But, I mean, the beauty is, the ones even the Duffers have talked about, the beauty is, for some mirrors position is, if they're crap, they're there for a year and then they're away. So yeah, you don't and, have and to brought them all in the free. contracts. They brought them all in a free cam. Short, you like to say, short-term contracts. And a lot of them, uh, they've realised their duffers and got them out the door. Jorkaev, Marais is away out. Yeah. Tony Andrew is away to, um, away to Ross County now. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, it's just, I mean, really, really good. Um, Erehorn, obviously they brought, yeah, oh, he's been one of the big successes um, mm. brought in um, to, uh, sorry, brought in from the youth. Um, and then he's um, obviously went to, is it Barnley, Jordan? Barnley. Barnley, he's away to Barnley on loan, isn't he? Uh, I think so. Yes. Um, and I believe that's with a view to buy, isn't it? Aye. Right. Yeah, yeah. Always so, is. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely fantastic recruitment. And it's it's really interesting how his first window wasn't all that brilliant. But the further he's got into the job, the better his recruitment has become. Yeah. And he's using his Irish connections um, was it McGrath and uh, who's the other one, Cammy? McCarthy. I think it was McGrath and McCarthy. He brought them in from McGrath, the league. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, 
I can't remember. If I'm sure. I know McGrath, I've seen him interviewed. I know he is at least. But um, ah, he's, he's got those connections as well. And all, one, one, one I didn't even mention is my goalkeeper of the season, Jack Arick. Yeah, a fantastic keeper, Jordan. He was at Rangers for a wee while. Um, it, the couple of games that I've seen him at, at Rangers, I'm surprised that nobody else in the Premier in the Premiership snapped. You know, like a, I don't, I know that I'm, I think of a team like Hibs that needed a, a goalkeeper. Um, uh-huh. You wonder what you wonder what Jim Goodwin saw or, or when he even saw Jack Janet. But what a, but a business, but arguably his, his best um, signing this season. Um, but it's, it, it is hard to argue because he's made um, some very, very good uh, intelligent signings. And so not all three, as you said. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, um, 72 games pl- uh, played as the St Mirren manager, 22 wins, 20 draws and 30 losses. But for a team like St Mirren, that's a 30.5 win ratio or something like that. Um, but for a team like St Mum, that is uh, genuinely impressive. Um, yeah. So, um, and and I think the thing about Jim Goodwin is that he's he's all in to the club. Yeah. We said about the youth, Jordan. He's a club legend. He is, you know, a hundred percent of the time, you know, all day at the club. It's uh, very impressive. Um, so, are we saying, guys? Are we saying St Mum they finished right? Predictions here. Yes and no's. St Mirren to finish top six. Jim Goodwin to remain the manager after this season. I know he's signed a new deal, but if a team comes, he's he's made no, um, he's not tried to hide the fact he's ambitious. He's you know mm. spoke openly about how he wants to manage Ireland um, and how he, he would like to manage in England high up. Um, so yeah, no, no, um, which is fair enough if he's open about it. Um, so yeah is he going to be there next season uh, is he going to finish top six with St Mern Cammy um, my answers both of them I'm going for yes and yes uh, I think St Mern will finish in the top six I mean like I said teams around were playing better as well but I still think over the course they, they're probably defensively one of the best so I think they'll do it no problem um, as for him staying he's a bit of a club legend at St Mern I think he'll give him another year he signed that contract so obviously he's just he was still probably up his wage anyway. Um, and I think in a year's time, you will realistically look at some really big clubs coming from rather than just like League One and League Two in England. I think in all year it's been, if they can get him top six again, maybe even a cup run, he'd be really hot property at that point compared to what he'd be in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jordan? No to being there for all of next season. I think he'll go, uh, I think he'll get bought. I think he'll get purchased. Or somebody, um, but yes, the top six. I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah, Dundee, they're, they're better than Dundee United, and they're um, uh, they're already, I think, two two games in hand for them anyway. So yeah, top six. Yeah, um, I'm with you, Jordan. I think yes, top six. I think they'll finish top six. The games in hand, the runner games. I think they've got it in them. Um, uh, but I'm no, I don't think not for the full next season anyway. Um, I think that the deal till 2024 uh, is financial security for the club um, because they'll need to buy him a contract or something, whatever. Because what was it, Brendan Rodgers happened with Brendan Rodgers? They had to pay, pay the club compensation, didn't they? Um, it was the same stuff that, um, that purchased them, wasn't it? Yeah, aye, but it'll be, it'll be like, in that situation, really, the same as a player, won't it? They just don't have the, 
But yeah. come, yeah, do, I, I would like to think that a big club like Barnley or something would need to uh, yeah. uh, need to pay compensation to St. Mern. So we'll see how that goes. Jim Goodwin, he's going to be here till the end of the season anyway, and we'll see if they finish top six. Right. Um, this is the one that we were going to come to, um, guys. Rangers. Um, there has been right short statement on Sunday night out on the Rangers Twitter. Rangers are, are aware of an alleged incident uh, that is now, and uh, I'm paraphrasing here, I don't have it fully written down, um, that is uh, in an internal investigation at the club. The club will make no further comment at the moment. Um, this basically boils down to there were 10 people in a house in the West End of Glasgow in a house party. Police broke in and dished them out fines, and it appears that Bud Rangers players at the party. Um, the rumours are no, uh, the rumours are floating about all over the place. You're hearing Zungu, and you're hearing a lot of names, but the ones that uh, that, that it seems to be shouting now are Nathan Patterson and Calvin Bassey. Apparently, there was also possibly potentially another couple of youth players there, um, lesser known youth players. More COVID breaches for Rangers uh, and. To say that the fans are apoplectic would be an understatement, Cammy. Aye, well, I don't think anyone's happy. I mean, the first thing I noticed was the difference in tone from the government this time. I remember the first time when it was uh, Edmondson and Jones, they actually thanked Rangers for the, the promptness of the response and getting the issue dealt with. Whereas this time it was a kind of um, a, a more stern rebuttal and a broader warning to the rest of football. That he needs to get his house in order again because it's obvious. But this isn't just a Rangers problem; it's a problem that's dogged quite a lot of clubs as well. Um, but it's, it's incredible just the fact that it's been allowed. I say it's been allowed to happen. The players have thought it acceptable to do that. After what happened to Jones and Edmondson, you know they've left the club, and these guys who are on the fringes of the team and the names that have been screamed out to me aren't guys who are in the first team picture altogether. So I find it very, very bizarre that they've done this and thought they could get away with it. But uh, yeah, Rangers fans raging, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, why, why would they do anything at this point and try and jeopardise, you know, the good work they've done this season otherwise? Yeah, um, for me, Cammy, how is it possible for, for... I know that they're young guys, right? How is it possible for them to be that stupid? Nah, um, they've seen what happened the last time. It's... it's, it's, it's a it's, a, it's the COVID, right? B, Rangers are going for 10 in a row. They are putting that at threat. No, if, if, let me tell you, let me tell you, if, if these boys caused a COVID outbreak at Rangers, which meant that Rangers dropped points or whatever, and I know they're umpteen mm-hmm. points ahead, right? Anyway, that caused a derailing of the season that meant Celtic caught Rangers and won 10 in a row. <laughs> they, would, they, would have, they would have to emigrate. They genuinely would, would not be safe yeah. in this country. And I'm not just saying that as a, oh, this is the old from this is so hard. A lot of these fans are, are maniacs. You've got a point, um, like, if, the, if the title was close, if the race was closer, mm-hmm. oh, you'd yeah. fear for them. Oh my God. Yeah, I, a, lot of, a lot of these fans are maniacs. Uh, and, and you can imagine, you know, uh, you, you can imagine what, what would happen. But further to that, right, they've seen what Edmondson and Jones, happened to Edmondson and Jones. Those those guys are done at Rangers. They're gone, right? They, they're, you know, an afterthought. They're only out on loan because Rangers can't. It's not fiscally 
um, appropriate for them to release them from their contracts. You know, they're both on fair deals. So put them out on loan for a bit, get them where we're doing the time and get them moved out in the summer. That's what they're doing there, right? But here's what sticks it for me, right? Patterson is a young youth player right back, has a bold future ahead of him, right? Bassey's the same. Left back, looks looks a very good player um, and he's 21 or whatever. Rangers, probably two of Rangers' biggest sellable assets are James Tavernier and Borna Barisic, who might be going out the door in the summer after they win the title, right? So, what does that mean? Rangers will have to buy in full-backs or they could promote these two, one left-back, one right-back, into the first-team squad. Mm-hmm. It just seems there, there are no words for this, level, this level of fucking stupidity, John. No. Well, Bassey coming from, uh, I think it was Leicester, um, if he, Leicester. Leicester. If, if he didn't appreciate um, how big a club and how small a city Glasgow is, uh, by now, I think he's an idiot, but Nathan Patterson is, I think, from Glasgow. Um, he, he, uh, COVID, aside, COVID aside, he's got, how stupid do you, yeah, yeah. can you uh, there, There's got to be, John, that, that's a great point. I, I know Bassey's, you know, but Patterson, he's went through the youth. How does he not know that right. everybody's going to notice him at this? Oh, sorry, continue. But... I'm trying to even play devil's advocate a wee bit. Like, there's there are these young guys on ridiculous, comparatively ridiculous money um, compared to probably who they were at the party with. They've, they've got nothing to do other than just play football. But you can't even argue that because they're, they're yeah. living such privileged lives as part of one of the best Rangers sides we've seen in decades. And they've, they've probably thrown it away. If it's, they have they're probably thrown that away. And they'll have to live with that, um, knowing that they threw it away because they fancied going to a, a party. Imagine that. That's, <laughs> I would emigrate myself, honestly. Yeah. Um, and, but, and, and imagine uh, just throwing your Rangers career down the pan to go to a 10-person party that you can't really make any noise because it was in the West End and they would get complaints in the polls. And what happened was the fucking polls did appear. Oh, oh. I don't know. He's hardly Nathan Patterson, if, if it is him, and it's confirmed uh, probably by the time this podcast goes out. Um, the it, he's hardly Jason Cummings, is he? When he comes across when he's speaking, he's hardly a nutcase. Oh, just a wee shy boy. You're thinking, aye, okay. Uh, hopefully, he's only have a Rangers career, but no, he's chucked it away. The pair of them have uh, chucked it, and listen, we're all going without seeing folk. We're all. Um, uh, living without really, you know, um, and there's folk far worse in, in far worse situations than us. Never mind them. Yeah. Um, they've only got themselves to blame. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just uh, in terms of for disclaimer purposes, so we don't get sued by one Digby Brown solicitors. Um, these are alleged incidents. Uh, we don't know if it is Nathan Parston and, and Calvin Bassett. They are alleged. Uh, the the rumours floating about Twitter is, is that it could be them. So we don't know for certain. Yes. Um, but we are just um, voicing, voicing our, um, voicing our opinions. If that hypothetical scenario was to take place with it tomorrow, 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 it was Stephen Davis and Davy Weir and Walter Smith. Germain Defoe, Tito over twenty years or whatever, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's decided to yeah. Um, 
And one thing, I, actually, just going off on a tangent a wee bit, one thing I didn't really know about this, but Stephen Gerrard's been away from his family through this whole pandemic. Do you know that? I don't know that, no. They no. Live in can, you ma- can you imagine how angry he'll be? He's no, apparently he's not seen oh. his wife or kids or that basically through, throughout the season. Seen him at Christmas, apparently. Crazy. Yep, so we'll see how that one transpires over uh, over the piece um, and we will uh, <laughs> we will see how it goes. Okay, guys, that takes us uh, to um, Wanker of the Week. Um, okay, guys, time for Wanker of the Week. <sighs> Cammy, who's your wanker this week? Um... I'll be honest. I've not. I've not put a great deal of thought into this week. I was gonna. I'm gonna lazily slide with uh, whichever two Rangers, two or three Rangers <laughs> players allegedly mm-hmm. went to that party. Um, I, I know we, we've got a rough idea who it is. Also, about the next few days. But yeah, just just for the just for the sheer, you know, the arrogance, the insolence of it. We've been over all that. Um, I would have went to Scottish rugby again. Uh, <laughs> After yes. after take take two of take the knee, which was even less successful than take one, but um, I think I went into enough depth in that last week, so I'll leave it short. Last week we'll go for the two players, up uh, two alleged players, uh, or three alleged players who broke protocol for Rangers. Jordan, who's your wanker this week? Uh, Brentford um, Football Club. Let's try to get that name right. Brentford. Um, have done a Scottish rugby. Um, they've decided. Well, I'm saying they, their board or someone have decided uh, that they will not be taking the knee, and they put out a lengthy statement um, as to the reasons why. And I was really looking forward to reading it and finding out what they're going to do, like the reason behind it, and what they're going to do instead. Um, but the statement is just. Uh, the board and the players have decided we won't be taking the knee. Um, we don't feel it's having the same impact. And um, we believe we can use our time and energies to promote racial equality in other ways. Now, they have completely and utterly pandered to the ignorance of racists uh, with this announcement and with this um, decision. Um, and also, they have, they've put absolutely no thought into it whatsoever. They've got no follow-up actions. I know for a fact my work, show racism record in England, have been trying to speak to, trying to work with Brentford for uh, years. Uh, but there's a closed door to anybody like that. No uh, way. Them, so God knows what they're going to do. They're, they're completely... Ah, yeah. So what, they, they don't engage with They, they don't work with show racism record. No, uh, I don't know what they do. We kick it out. I don't think they do anything with them either. Um, so they, they, all they talked about in the statement was their own little hashtag be together thing. Um, but anyway, they, 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 I can talk about it all day, but they are uh, wankers because they have um, just handed on a plate to uh, racists more um, fuel to the anti-Black Lives Matter uh, fire. That is, I'm really shocked at that. See that, uh, you know, thing you were saying there about um, um, the the fact that they don't do any work uh, with with uh, the anti-racism charities. That's uh, yeah, that, that's really really shocking. Um, and 
I'm sorry, I was just I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here. I wanted to know exactly who the chairman of uh, who the owner guy chairman of Brentford is. Um, now let me show you the guy. Um, Samuel Benfam. Cliff, Cliff, yeah, of Brentford. Cliff Crown, his name is. Now let me show you this guy. Cliffy Crown. Cliff. All right. There you go. That takes a lot of the boxes of the people you see on Twitter commending the statement. So, I, I, I and we'll post. You know, we'll post this on. Uh, <laughs> we'll post this on on the Twitter feed for the listeners. So can, I, can I make him the wanker of the weekend? Yeah, Cliff Crown. Look, I, I mean, that, this guy, this guy's ticking a lot of boxes here. <laughs> uh, you know, he is ticking a lot. <laughs> Do you know that way? T- t- purple, um, <laughs> yellow, yellow teeth, old, white, grey hair. He's not. Oh, he's, he's actually grey hair and bald at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. Who's, who's your right to the uh, my wanker of the week, guys, uh, and this is, uh, you might find this one a bit controversial. Uh, my wanker of the week is Nicola Sturgeon. Um, Nicola Sturgeon, in her response to um, the Rangers leak, um, basically said, um, I've not been given all the details yet, but let me be clear whenever football rears its head in this situation, um, I get emails saying I'm partial, blah, blah, blah. Um, if I don't care what club it is, if you're breaching the rules, you're wrong. She then goes on to say, uh, so can I, can I say to football and say to sport generally, please make sure your house is in order. Now, f- for me, there is an elite, there is an elite um, th- through the parliament, I've, I've long had the sense that there is an elitism with the attitudes in parliament towards football as compared to other sports. Because yeah. football is made up of working class people, right? Gen- generally, the players generally come from pretty humble roots. Um, there's, you know, there's not many footballers from money originally. Um, you, you know, you have to say that, right? And there's connotations there that that, that football, get your house in order, as if the clubs themselves haven't been trying as hard as they possibly can to ensure that some clubs haven't, right? Let's be clear, Celtic going to Dubai, um, St Mirren earlier in the season, you know, weren't adhering to the protocols correctly, Kilmarnock, right? But I don't think any of us can doubt the fact that Rangers have been, right? And and they've been very, because it's, and it's almost a, as a PR move, they've almost been doing it as a, a get up here to Celtic about the Dubai thing. Because you've seen after the Dubai thing, they all started wearing masks in their press conference. Yeah, uh, I, I think that was. A and then there was the Her Majesty's uh, government. We've written to Her Majesty's <laughs> yeah. a stadium for a uh, for vaccines. Yeah, yeah. So, but, 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 my my issue is is with this idea, and and that connotation as well rears its head, right? Because that gives connotations of rears its ugly head, right? Doesn't it? Aye, and aye. and and that then just ticks a wee thick thing in me about that idea of elite eliteness. I didn't hear anything about and, and Hollywood mentioned about the rugby players not taking the knee. She fucking commended it. That's why she said that. I still commend it. She she came out and said it was a. Uh, oh, I'm sure the, the rugby players themselves are uh, keen to support anti-racism. Well, Did you see that, that at the weekend? They were really no, keen. I missed, I missed that one. I missed no, that she, one. 
I missed that one. I would, do you know something? I'd lo- I would love, I would love to know what a response would have been if it was a football team. I would, I would honestly, I would. Have nah, I that. Um, and and that and that kind of that kind of. Let's be clear, right? Nicola Sturgeon's no for money, right? Originally, she's not from a, a wealthy family, right? So I'm not, I'm, I'm not accusing her of being this kind of elite, fucking, you know, posh person. But there is an elitist thing about the way football is treated by government compared to other sports. That's all I'm saying. Um, and if, if, if there had been two, let's, let's, let's use another sport, hmm, rugby, right? If there had been two rugby players um, play for whatever it is, Glasgow. Oh, they'll be at it, but I don't. I don't they'll, be, they'll be drinking each other's piss on Saturday nights and all that. <laughs> Doing Sterling. Sterling, yeah, of course they were. Aye, through Sterling, you know that. Aye, aye, you know. Um, and 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 they were probably they'll you know they'll probably done their research and thought, right, can we can we get can we catch COVID from drinking each other's piss? <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah uh, I mean, yeah. But that, that's my wanker of the week. Um, is 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 Nicholas Sturgeon and, and that general classism um, around um, around sport. Um, Okay, that takes us to everyone's favourite section of the show. It's time for What's Worth More. Um, this is a section of the show where Jordan comes up with um, figures from the world of English football. And it's up to me and Cami to guess what's worth more. These figures or global infrastructure projects, charity drives, or the amount Brentford FC is putting into its anti-racism fund, which I'm <laughs> sure is astronomical. Yes, uh, you'll like this week. Um... Just when you thought English football couldn't get any more conservative, um, the English Football League clubs are urging the Players' Union, PFA, to stump up the £5 million needed to fund weekly COVID-19 testing for the rest of the season. Uh-huh. That's part of the season onwards. Um, the Football League clubs want the PFA, the Players' Union, to pay the money required. Um, there was a quote... <laughs> Lots of clubs saying oh, it's a player welfare issue, so you know it should be the PFA that does it. I've got a quote here from Cambridge United CEO: um, "We are not planning um, to pay for weekly testing regime, and quite fr- frankly, we couldn't afford it. I think the obvious funding source is the PFA. Just leave it there, right? <laughs> so, what's worth more? That league's Cambridge United league, Cambridge United's league's TV money for this year." or the Scottish Government's financial package for the travel and tourism industry in Scotland for this year? Oh, Cammy, do you remember how much it is? Uh, I've got a rough idea of what the League 2 deal is, because I'm sure, I think they improved their conditions between the three leagues. They Sorry, sorry, sorry. hold on, hold on a minute, Cammy. You work for a trade union, you work for GMB, right? Right. And you know how much the TV deal for League One in England costs, but you don't know how much the government are giving to hospitality. I'm getting, I'm getting to what the government are giving to. Relax. I'm just saying that I, I, I understand how that works. Is the, the Championship, League One and League Two in England sign this joint deal and then it gets trickled down between the league. So I think they're on. I think the Scottish government's. For hospitality, I don't have the exact figures, but I, I think it's higher. I think it's higher on the TV money, in my opinion. But what do you think? No, I, I thought it was 150 million. Yeah, which is more than well, that's if it's 150 million. I, mean, I, I, might be wrong. I don't know why I think that figure, but let, let's go with the government, can I? 
I think I'm confident it's the government anyway, but we'll go, yeah. we'll go for that. Confident it's the government. <coughs> You're wrong. So what? <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. The the league gets one hundred and sixty eight million pounds from T V money. <laughs> um and the Scottish government's financial package for travel and tourism was hundred and four million. Uh, Cammy, that might seem a lot, but you've got to remember um, the league too. Compared, compared, no, but you've got to remember yeah. compared compared to our league, there's more games played in that league. So well, there, there is actually. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm still I'm still surprised at that. To be honest, I don't think it was anywhere near that much. They got. Is there, 20, is there 24 teams in that league? Yeah, 24. So it's seven. Aye, so seven million each. Lovely. Wow. Uh, next up, um, back to Brentford. Because um, they signed a guy called Ivan Tony. Um, yes. They signed him from Petersborough. Um, they signed him amid interest from Celtic, that, actually. Uh, uh, it was a but, um, but Brentford had the better financial package. Um, Celtic couldn't match them. So what's worth more? Um, Brentford star signing Ivan Tony's contract, or five uh, of Scotland international Lawrence Shankland. So how much? Right. So, actually, I know this. So how much? How much is Tony Shankland? I think is on three grand a week. Shankland. So I think Tony will be in over fifteen. So I'd so go I'm one, Tony. five of five of Shankland. What's what? Yeah. Five. Let's go, let's go for Tony. I'm me, Cammy. He's the Shankland expert. Cammy, I've got three and a half grand a week. Ah, uh, Shankland. Well, I, I'm still going for Tony. I, I, he must be close to 20. Right, you're going with Tony then, both of you? Yeah, still Tony, Tony. I'm, I'm, I'm with the guru here. Correct. Um, yes. Stan yes. Martin, Stan Brentford, who um, stayed in poverty, needing PFA to fund a COVID testing. Yeah, the star man's on, um, he's not even a star man, but he's on 25 grand a week. Mm-hmm. Um, lucky man. Um, yeah, Shankland, as you say, on three and a half grand. So five of Shankland wouldn't get you even one of Mr. Tony. Excellent. And finally, um, we're off to Barnley. Actually, we're right. off to Barnley. Um, and it's quite a simple one. Shouldn't take you long. Ah, um, yeah, what's worth more? The net worth of Barnley's owner oh. or Montenegro? <laughs> well, what do you mean Montenegro? <laughs> is, it, is it a GDP in Montenegro or something like that? Right. Yeah, right, okay. I think he'd begin working out. Right, so the guy that owns Barnsley is somebody, is it no something to do with Billy Bean in that? Because I watched Moneyball the whole night and that's. Oh, Moneyball's and it was a consortium but, from America. So, that so hold on, what, what, is it the owner itself or Barnley the club? The, the owner. owner, net worth of the owner. Ah, uh, it's it's colossal, but I don't know if it's. it's like, Cammy's Montenegro is well, is that a poor country, isn't it? It's quite weird. Uh, I, no, it was no the poorest in that region, but it's it's not. It's it's I. It's it's it's. We were we were quite near it in Albania. It's richer in Albania, for example. It's a lot richer. It's totally Cammy, isn't it? It's quite small. Uh, it's, very, it's very small. If we are talking about, I'd say two and a half million people. Um. So what's worth uh, more? Those two and a half million people and everything. Ah, it's got to be uh, uh, Scotty Montenegro. I know that guy's worth a lot of money, but it can't be more in the country. 
go to right, B. we'll go for Montenegro, Jordan. Go to B. Go to B. Incorrect. Barnley's owner, um, correct, is, it's, it was Moneyball, it's now Barnley Ball. Um, <laughs> nine, he's uh, got a net worth of $9.1 billion and Montenegro's GDP is <laughs> $5.5 billion. Jesus, it's nearly worth two Montenegros. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, oh, let's get the PFA in to pay the, we can't afford the um, funds for it. So anyway, that was a sweet watch for my. Thank you for that, Jordan. That's uh, that was that was an eye opener. Let me let me tell you that was an eye opener. Make no mistake. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, guys, uh, that takes us to the uh, final part of the show. Um, it's time for scores in the doors. Um, and good news because I haven't done the scores. Um, I promise I will do them for next week. It just I get a backlog sometimes, then it takes me a while. I will need to look at the scores that were predicted. And we're given. Are we given Yes, 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 yes. We are allocating points. Uh, Callum predicted to Jordan. Uh, yeah, John, John, we said John could use some points. So my favourite bit was Callum. He'll be listening as well. My favourite bit is when he said, uh, oh, yeah, "I think, uh, I think Kelly will, I think Kelly will die. Two 0 two 0 Kelly." Well, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Right, guys, uh, let's go. Let's predict the games for coming up uh, in the week here. Um, right, we've got two midweek, uh, two big ones midweek. We have got um, Celtic versus Aberdeen. Um, now, let's go to Cami first. Celtic versus Aberdeen. Um, I am going 2 0 Celtic. Um, Aberdeen have been atrocious recently um, Celtic are despite a few faults are still lingering a lot of their players I think Eduard in particular had a great game the weekend I think the important players are starting to come up to the occasion now knowing that they've got to put in performances for the end of the season so yeah 2-0, 2-0 Celtic um, Jordan 3-0 Celtic Celtic this will be the easiest team Celtic have come up against in a while yeah I'm going for 2-0 as well Um Aberdeen are still quite good at the back for 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 yeah. all their you know attack lack of attacking play at the moment. Cam Berry's in, uh, so we'll, we'll see how he does. Saint Mirren are at home to Hamilton in one of their first kind of in this run of six uh, six games. Jordan, what's the score going to be there? Three, three two probably. Tough because Hamilton's flying, but I think Saint Mirren will win one 0 I put one 0 uh, I'm with you I think not a lot of goals in it Hamilton are, flat. Hamilton are doing it again aren't they Ross County are going to do it in my opinion ha- ha- they're doing it again Hamilton um, that's what they belong in this league uh, I'll go for I'll go 2-1 St Mirren I think it'll be Hamilton looked dangerous now to be fair to them that was a good performance again at the weekend yeah it was it was a fantastic performance against Motherwell at the weekend um, and was that a third, third straight win no two, the draw at Rangers and then two wins after that no, no, no. The third straight win over uh, the over Motherwell. Oh, 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 yeah. I think it is actually. It's a it's a rivals and it's the end of Motherwell's bogey team for me. Okay, okay. So we're 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 all resounding home wins for that. Right, the weekend, guys. Um, we have got. Um, I'll just tell you how many games we've got. Uh, we've got all six uh, six games this weekend. Um, we have on the Saturday. 
Aberdeen at home to Kilmarnock. I'll say, I'll say that Aberdeen are going to get back on it this weekend, and they're going to win two 0 over Kelly. Um, Jordan, has, uh, yeah, Jordan, um, Aberdeen versus Kilmarnock. Aye, I'm going to say Aberdeen. Go ahead. No, do you know what? Actually, good to draw. I think Stephen McLean will ref that one, Cammy. I think Killer will have a penalty. I'm going to go 2-2. 2-2. Brilliant. Okay. I, I think it would be miraculous enough for Kelly to score two goals. Cammy, um, uh, Aberdeen versus Kelly. I'm going a more modest 1-1 one, one for me there. Okay. I think one, Steve one, thought, as Tommy Wright looks as if, I mean, they, were, they weren't great against Rangers at the weekend, but they looked a bit better. So I think that you know by the time Aberdeen comes round, mm-hmm. they might have gone them as well. We'll see what happens. Um, Hibs are at home to Hamilton, Cammy. Um, what you reckon from that one? Hibs at home to an absolutely flying Hamilton. Hibs hot and cold all the time. I've seen that. I've seen this fixture go south before. Um, I'll go. Uh, you know, I'll throw in a wee curveball. I'll go. I'll go two one Hamilton. I've got yes. that, that weird feeling about it again. I was right. I, I said the same thing last week when was it the Aberdeen away to beat them or something like that. I Hamilton get someone last week, but yeah, I'll go Hamilton two uh, one. Yeah, Jordan three two Hamilton. Oh, three two. You love a three two. Three two Hamilton. Just get three two I'm going one one. Uh, Hibs Hamilton. Um, I think you're right, Cammy, with the 2-1, though. Um, it's seeming appealing, because Hibs are terrible at the back. Yeah. Yeah, I've gone 1-1. Um, okay, Motherwell at home to St. Johnston, Jordan. St. Johnston. 2-1-0. Uh, 1-0, Saints. Okay, I'm going for 1-1. Um, St. Johnston are... Very good, a very good team. I think Motherwell are back on the up. I don't think they're going to go down. Um, I think Alexander's got them in a good enough place. And then just, I think he's got them in a good enough place to take them to the summer and then regroup and go and have a better season next year. Cammy? Um, I'm going to go for 2 Nelson Johnson because while Motherwell are in the up, they did lose 4-1 to Hamilton Ackies. Um, and Sod will be out as well uh, likely suspended so that's a big loss and Johnson again actually played alright against Celtic just it was a couple of moments from Eduard pretty much individually cost him I think they'll come back and get a result here so I'll go 2 Nelson Johnson um, and I just I got confused there it was it was obviously Marwell Hamilton beat last week that's who I was referring to and not Aberdeen who Hamilton haven't played in a while Josh um, points today um, Motherwell you're saying they're in a good place obviously they Pumped for one, um, <laughs> the Yeah. Um, did you see that Motherwell made only one change before that match, though? Um, for that match, Robbie Crawford out. <laughs> and, and look at that. Need oh, I say yeah. more? <laughs> well, well, you honestly, you've got me. Uh, definitely, it's uh, wow. That's that's something that that six month deal they gave them is uh, done. Yeah, definitely, that's impressive. <laughs> Um, okay, guys, uh, three more fixtures over the weekend. The last one I've got down here on my list on Saturday is St. Mirren at home to Livy. Um, Livy on the Townward Slope, it appears, Cammy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 2-1 Livy. Okay. Um, 
Aye, I'm going to say 2-1 St Mullen. Jordan? I'm going to say 2-1 Livy. And I just, I've always got a feeling that teams that have played each other like before, I'm thinking of the semi-final now, Livy just battered them, dominated. Um, going to go Livy, 2-1. Yeah, like it, Cammy. I see, see I, I'm the other way around. I actually think the semi-final will be a spigot for St Mirren to come back and get one over them. And I think Livy don't look as invincible as they do, did then now. I think it's Johnson beat them well. The United's beaten them quite well as well without a response. So I'm going to go 1-0 St Mirren. Um, I, I'm weary though. I know Livy has a couple of players missing and stuff. So I'll see who's back. But yeah, 1-0 St Mirren will go first. Okay, guys, uh, moving on to the Sunday, uh, the old firm teams are playing uh, Dundee United and Ross County. Rangers are at home to Dundee United. Um, I'll go to Cammy first. Uh, what's that score going to be? Uh, I don't think, um, as much as I love the new, the new back forward, I don't think they're going, they're going to Ibrooks to do that, um, unfortunately, because <laughs> they would get Shankland a goal, but they concede five or six, so... I think they'll go back to the back five and I think you're looking at 2-0 Rangers just get the job done again. Okay. Jordan? 5-0 Rangers. Okay. I, know you, you, I, know, I know what Josh is going to go for. 4-0. <laughs> <Four nil. laughs> is that what you're doing? You'd be correct. Um, <laughs> I just think 4-0 is a good... You know, a good 4-0 four, four is a pumping. You know what I mean? 3 0 is a good 3 0 is you know oh Christ they've, they've beat them well there right mm. but 4 0 you think know, they've pumped them and I still yeah 4 0 is when it crosses over from a very convincing win to a a, a demolition right. so um, 4 0 and I think Dundee United are Rangers demolition team this season it feels like that anyway um, it feels like Dundee United are just the team that Rangers always seem to run over this season um, Ross County are at home to Celtic Jordan it's, things are looking grim for John Hughes and it's, it's a, disappointing of, I have to say that I know I know so, um, what do you reckon against Celtic we've done a full episode about how much we love John Hughes and they're oh. going to rock it up this table and, um, but that same uh, vein of form uh, Celtic 4-0 for me yep 4-0 okay um, do, do you know what I would say about this is I know Ross County aren't they it's not over yet they're sitting bottom the now still got a game in hand in Kilmarnock and they're only a point behind them it's not over for a long shot and the three fixtures after this have got a good chance all that being said I uh, can't see them stopping Celtic uh, a 3-1 Celtic they'll get a goal Duffy will make a mistake I think yep. Walsh will still be out well, uh, I've, said, I've said 3-1 in Ockham actually uh, <laughs> So yeah, I think there's a there's goals there's goals in any John Hughes team, uh, and yeah. I think that um, yeah, it's Celtic are one of them. Just... John, John Hughes will just go out and have a go at them the same way he did it. He, he tried that at Ibrooks and they got run over, and I just think these games he just writes them off, go out and have a go, see what happens, seeing it in front and see what happens, yeah. but. Don't think it'll happen from just now. Yeah, and I agree with that, Cammy, but I think him going out and saying, right, have a go at Celtic's different to saying have a go at Rangers because Celtic are, you know... They're not, they're, they're, yeah, there's more, there's more of a chance. That's why I think they'll get a goal. I yeah, think they'll make yeah. a game of it, but I just think Celtic... Yeah, Celtic that, their defence is good enough to hold, especially since reading that's gone, they've struggled to kind of, you know, keep teams out. 
Okay, guys, that takes us to the end of the show. Um, another packed week refereeing disasters over the weekend, COVID breaches, and Goody signing a new deal. Um, more, more than that, you know, Derek McKinnon is under a lot of pressure. Looks like the relegation battle is heating up a lot. Um, we're going to have a lot more to talk about over the next few weeks. Um, He's a round robin then. Who's gone down? Oh, I like that. Um, hate to say it, but Ross County. Jordan? Kilmarnock. Lost oh. the last five games. <laughs> you can't, can't your face lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't, I, I, would, I would love to agree with Jordan, but I still I stand by what I said last week. I think Tommy Wright will get it right eventually. Um... Don't know if this weekend up at Aberdeen's a big ask, but the, I'd imagine when it comes to the split, they'll be in a stronger position. Um, the only thing I would say is they've got the least games left, and they actually have, a, I would say, one of the tougher runs out of the bottom three teams. So it's not impossible, but I'm still not convinced. Yeah. Sadly, I am going to go for, I still think it'll be Hamilton. I think once it gets to the last six games that Ross County will get winnable opportunities, and I think they'll kick on and I just think Hamilton, the, the bubble's going to bust eventually, and I, I think that will happen from this time. Yeah. Okay, so Cam, you're going Hamilton, I'm going Ross County, Jordan's going Kelly. We'll see how the relegation battle shapes up. Um, that takes us to the end of the show, guys. Um, uh, listeners, if you could give us a follow on Twitter, we are at Talking TalkingTinPot. Uh, give us a like, share, and subscribe uh, on the podcasting um, platforms. We are on Apple, Spotify, and Podbean. Um, guys, I suppose there is not much more to say. Um, but here, before before us, before I uh, f- finish the show, John, I don't know if you've seen where old mate Tim Martin's back in the news this week. I saw that he's uh, he's, he's talking about uh, opening up, yeah, open up Wellspins at the same time you open up shops because uh, <laughs> it's essential. And I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to sack some of my staff. But you seen you seen how much the guy how much the guy looks like Father Jack Hackett for uh, Father Ted. Cam, have you seen this? Yes. He, he looks the fucking spit image of Father Jack Hackett. Aye, he's like a tall New Zealander uh, Jack Hackett. I can I can see that. No, I'll, I'll need I'll need I'll need, I'll need to send you I'll need I'll need to send you the, the image that I've seen. Anyway, uh, speaking of Tim Martin, guys, there is not much more to say here. Uh, but what's his name? Uh, the guy who earlier. Oh, oh fuck, he's been <laughs> Cheer up, Cliff Crown! <laughs> Cliff Crown. <laughs>